0: I'm Kim Grinnells of dogman.com with Chris Fetter, Scott Eklund at Husky Stadium, where Washington defeated Colorado 54-7 in front of an announced crowd of 67,900 and change. Weather tip kickoff 42 degrees, and I'll tell you right now, it was freaking cold down on the field. It was really, really cold. Everybody was complaining their it feet was, were numb.
1: It was 30 degrees, according to the... That by the end of the game.
0: Yeah, 42 at kickoff. It's saying it's 35 degrees out. That might be downtown Seattle, but uh, Not here. yeah, they must be next to a heater. It was pretty freaking cold down there. So senior night, Reggie Williams, big blowout. We got to see Dylan Morris, didn't see Sam Heward, Lots to cover on all that and more. And Washington won the toss and deferred. I thought they'd take the ball.
2: No, why? I think we saw why. They scored on every single possession in the first half except for the missed field goal. So why would, they need, yeah. why would they need to get the ball first? Would
0: they take the ball against Wazoo?
2: Now, on the road, we talked about, yeah. we talked about this pregame this morning. This is When you're on the road like that and you need to set the tone and you think you can jump out to an early lead and, and hopefully swing some momentum early, I think that makes sense. Here, especially with every – I mean, let's put it this way. Colorado <coughs> was a 31-point dog, and they lost by how many? 47? 46. Okay, 40, 47. Wasn't it
1: 53?
2: It was 54. Oh, 54 seven. so 40, So 47 points. Not even close. They have not been able to, to reach a spread in the last three games, and they've all been 30-plus 30, plus, 30 plus spreads.
0: It's just hard to see what Colorado is going through right now. They lost 23 guys to the portal. It's difficult to bring guys in. They are outmanned, out-talented. It's going to take a few years for them to get it together. But I was talking to a guy on the sidelines, and he's uh, got a kid playing linebacker for Issaquah, And Isaquah hasn't won a game yet this year. And he said, "This is like Issaquah every week playing Bellevue and Eastside Catholic. It's just it's, not fair. And this is Colorado's just outmanned. I mean, we, I, really. I was
2: reading some some after I posted the game wrap. Uh, there were some people on, the, on our message board saying that. They were talking to the people around them, and they said it felt like witnessing a murder, which was like, I don't, "You're like a sadist, Kim. You're like laughing at the beginning of this thread, talking about Wall. You know, Colorado gets killed 54 seven. Ah, very funny." This was a dem- this was pure demolish. Yeah, I was just I mean, feeling was,
1: bad for them. This was, this
2: was just really bad football on their end on, in all three phases. Yeah,
0: it's going to take a few years. And, you know, from my understanding, they want to bring in an experienced coach and Bronco Mendenhall's, the name that's uh, being thrown around. Uh, but um, you're starting from ground up. Especially when you're not able to bring transfers in, mm-hmm. you're going to have to start from ground up, and it's going to yeah. take a while to get this program. It wasn't that long ago. We had, you know, watches Stephen Montez, and, you know, they were ranked, and it was a really good team. Well, it wasn't that long ago.
1: Well, um, but, but, but even, but even so, it's so like Leofow is the one who took him to the yeah, t- you, title game in 2016. Yeah,
2: and that, and that was the one year where it looked like Mike McIntyre was starting to really build something. Mm-hmm. And then they go right back in the gutter the, the very next year. So, I mean, even teams that have a little little success or some modest success, they it doesn't literally just go from the, from the outhouse to the penthouse and back to the outhouse literally in the span of three years. It's just so weird that that's happened, yet that's something that's followed Colorado in the last five, ten
1: years, kind of no matter what changes they've made.
0: Washington just... Once they got the football, there was no stopping them.
1: Yeah, it's they they put their foot on the pedal. They didn't take it off until very late in the game. Um, they t- went out and took care of business, and that was kind of the theme. We asked several of the players um, after the game, "Are you know what? How hard was it to get focused on Colorado? Seeing as you just beat Oregon, you got the Apple Cup next week. This is a one in nine team that's very listless right now. It doesn't have a lot of stuff going on." And they said it would have been human nature to to have that happen. But the the thing is, Co- Coach DeBoer and the rest of the staff basically made sure we understood we need to take care of business. You don't go you don't go out and get a win like they did against Oregon, and then slack off and not, you know, not take care of business against Colorado.
2: And, and up here in the in the press box, they had the some of the press uh, the post game stuff with Tony Castrico and Kalen DeBoer. And DeBoer said that the thing that they were really harping on, the players on, they wanted to do this for the seniors because this was this was their legacy game. This was their way of being able to finish the season at home 7-0. First time that's happened since 2000. Okay, is that that's right?
1: That's what we thought, but it, uh, the TV showed um, 2017, they did it. so I, okay. <laughs> We'll have to go back and look a Well, I put that in my bit. game, Rob, so yeah. I guess I'm going okay. to no, well, This is the last
2: time I trust you no, on any
1: of these stats. That's what I was told that by the media people, so...
0: Yeah. Uh Washington you know, wanted to come out and throw the football, it looked like, and Colorado was you know, they just finally got to the point where they were dropping eight. Yep. So how did Washington counter? They ran for two hundred and eighty net yards yeah. today.
1: Yeah, I mean they they had a huge game on the ground. Uh Wayne Talapapa, what was his second hundred yard game? Third he had at
2: least second. I thought he had one earlier in the yeah. season, so it's his
0: second. This is second. Yeah. yeah. It's a second so, 100-yard yeah. he, game.
1: He had a really good game. I thought Cam Davis ran really well. Rich, It was good to see Richard Newton get back out there. JV on Sunday had a carry. I mean, they, they got everybody involved.
0: Sam Adams had a touchdown uh, run. What was that, about 20 yards called back? Uh, Sam uh, Down here. In oh, the
1: corner. oh, yeah. Okay. In, in garbage he, time. In, well, he did have the 15-yard catch and run for the touchdown. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. That wasn't called back. That wasn't called was, back. That was... That was, there was one that, I don't remember one getting called there back. There was a couple
2: holds late in the, like in the fourth quarter. I, I don't remember. I think there were below, big plays that, that got called back. There were a couple, there were a couple plays that got called back because of holds, but it didn't deter yeah. Dylan Morris, who was running the, the second team at that time.
0: Yeah, just total domination by Washington. Just some numbers that really, really jump out. When you talk about 280 net yards rushing, Colorado had 79 total yards. Uh, Passing was 295 for Washington, so 280, 295. So that means they had a total of 575 net yards, and Colorado only had 202 uh, yards for the entire game. Uh, Washington ran 81 plays. What was their – is that – that's close
2: to a season high? No. No. Well, it was a season high. Season high was closer to like 87, 88, okay. if I don't remember right.
1: Colorado.
0: But it's
2: um, up there. It's up there. Yeah, Anytime any you get over 80, you're moving, and you're you're using the ball a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember what the possession time of possession was, but, yeah, they had it almost 33 minutes, so, yeah.
0: The only bright spot for Colorado I thought was our running back in Alex Fontenau. Uh, 11 carries for 71 yards. He's a good back. Yeah,
1: he's he he's tough, but he isn't a guy who's going to make you miss. I mean, the the guys that watched him play last week are probably the best backs. I mean, Zach Charbonnet is really good too, but they're the best backs Washington has faced all all season long.
2: Yeah, and Fondo, I mean, he had he had a hundred yard game against USC, mm-hmm. and so he was starting to come into his own a little bit. But there's no doubt if you can stack the box, force those guys to run. JG Shroud, the Tennessee transfer who was the quarterback for for Colorado tonight. He just was outman. I mean, even the one play where they gashed um, Washington for the bomb should have been picked off. I mean, it should have been picked off.
0: I thought Javion. Yes. It, um, JV on Green. I think he thought it was a punt. No, <laughs> no. He just no. he just played it back. It was
2: just footwork. It, 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 instead of back, he didn't need to backpedal. He just needed to turn and run. Yeah, he was backpedaling to the spot. on
0: it. It looked like he had it. It looked. I think everybody thought it was going to be an. Well, interception as soon as Chris he left his said, hand,
2: Chris said, "Picked." It's picked. As, as soon as it left his hand, I saw J.B. O'Gran, I was like, this is picked. And literally he looked like he ended up going right into like a, a bag of quicksand yeah. or J- something.
0: J.T. Shrout, the quarterback for Colorado, was 6 of 18 for 129 yards, and that's with a 69-yard pass included. And then he got knocked out of the game, and they brought in Drew Carter, who was their fourth-string quarterback. So um, J.T. Shroud was actually transferring transfer in from Tennessee, pretty mm-hmm. highly <laughs> regarded guy. He's a big kid. Looks, looks yeah. like the real deal at times throwing the ball, but man, he's just got nothing around him.
2: No, well, if, they could, if they could have taken Shrouds, somewhat passing ability with Carter's running ability, mm-hmm. you might actually have had a, a Colorado quarterback that could have maybe done a thing or two. Because as soon as Carter came in the game as the full-time, because that, by that time obviously Colorado <laughs> had, had raised the white flag and Washington had as well. Um, you know, he started to get some things done. Carter did with his legs. He, he gashed Washington a few times, but against that was like against Washington's third teamers. Washington played 69 players tonight. That's a lot. Um, That's Den- that has to be the most I think this
1: year.
0: Denzel Boston was out there. Yeah. Yep. Red- <laughs> I mean, he burned his red shirt. Or I don't not? think so. I think he only so. played in
1: one game. I could be wrong on that, but I thought he'd only played. He
0: played against least, he's played more than one.
2: Like Javon Parker played. And so yeah. I don't know if that means well, he's, he's already, already
0: he was already well. Okay, he's so, already he's, so he's out. so
2: he's out. But there yeah, there's tons of I mean a lot of walk-ons guys. Like Austin uh, Harnso. I mean, this was apparently his first game, uh freshman walk on yeah. linebacker. Sean Timmy so,
1: Stout had three tackles.
2: Yeah, and to finish the game with back to back sacks with Maurice Himes and, and Jacob Bandis was phenomenal. Obviously I they must have been going up against Colorado's backup offensive line but still Himes in the short cameo that he got wow I mean he showed some things I think there's reason to be um, excited if you're a Washington fan thinking about the potential of a guy like Maurice Himes next year
0: I think if you knew anything about Colorado you would know how much they struggled and this was going to be a difficult game for them to hang tight unless Washington still had some hangover from Oregon but uh boy it looks like uh that didn't happen and yeah. you know Kalen DeBoer said that they had something to play for going undefeated at home meant something to these guys so well, it
1: shouldn't have been just I mean that that is a great thing but it shouldn't have been, meant just that it should have also been hey we we've got a chance to get 10 wins and we've got a very very long shot outside shot at winning a, or going to the Pac-12 title game
0: yeah that's so, I mean that's still there I don't know I don't know if it's still there or not
1: it's a well, with USC winning tonight and whatever's going on in, in uh, Eugene, those are all good things for Washington, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, and from my understanding, the it's either going to be the 12-12.30 or the 7-7.30 game. If Oregon loses, there's a better chance of it early. If Oregon wins, there's a better chance of it being a night game, but we still don't have a time expecting that tomorrow.
2: No, it could be actually right after the, the Oregon game
0: tonight. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, saw holiday B- holiday bowl guys here tonight. By the way, and yep. Alamo, and Alamo, and Alamo bowl. bowl. Okay, and that would be acceptable to either of us
2: at, at this point. Oregon's ahead, so thinking seven thirty.
0: Yeah, Mo-
1: very likely.
2: Very likely seven thirty.
0: Yeah, so um, also senior night, and just a couple of notes on that. Um, some of the guys that um, you know were running out the tunnel, I think Jackson Kirkland was probably the most emotional. But yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, the other guy that didn't notice, and we didn't get a chance to talk to him after the game, was Michael Penix. I don't know if you noticed when he was running out. He sure took his time to take it all in, and then uh, post-game, he sat down at the entrance to the tunnel,
1: he did autographs, right? <clears throat> he was
0: doing autographs, and I haven't—I mean for a long, long, long time. So, you know, Michael Penix talks about being a dog, and I think he's really enjoyed his experience here. So, he has, and, yeah. and,
2: and obviously Washington fans are hopeful that he'd come back. But the, the simple fact of the matter is, given his injury history, given the way he's played this year, he literally has nothing to prove to anybody. He's put enough film out there right now. I mean, there's people out there that have posted that, there's, there's drafts, draft guys out there, guys that do mocks for a living and things like that, that have Penix as a potential first-round guy. I don't see him no as a first-round guy no myself, but the fact that, that people are already talking about him in that but way should tell Washington fans the chances of him coming back are nil.
1: It's like we always say, though, and you say it a lot, Chris. All it takes is one team to fall in love with you, yeah. and you get drafted. So I think he's more of a second, third-round guy, but either way, he's going to get
0: paid next year to play. Well, Washington Whoa.
2: fans want the Seahawks Whoa. to take a guy like that. It's like, you could take him in the second round.
1: Whoa. You don't have to be a first-round guy.
0: He's, what, 24?
1: Is he that uh, old? This is his fifth year, he's fifth so he's year. probably 23 at least. At least. Okay.
2: So, did he go to college when he was 19? Some kids possibly Possibly. Do. Yeah. I don't know.
0: 18 when you graduate, 19 when but you graduate. But 23, 23 would surprise me if he was yeah. that old. So, I mean, do you want a 24, 25 year old quarterback?
1: How uh, old for he, the Huskies, yes.
0: <laughs> How old was the guy from uh, Florida when he got drafted? Chris
1: Winky. Yeah. He was 27.
0: Yeah. So something like that. What, did he
1: go in the first round? Did he? Late first? I don't remember. What, don't whatever he went.
0: Yeah, there's. There is no chance. <laughs> yeah. That Michael Penix comes back next I know,
1: year. I do I just don't see see a reason for him to come back because the that, only the, reason. I mean
2: that said, Washington's going to make. Yeah. They're going to. They're going to make a push. I mean, they're going to yeah. try to do the, whatever they can to so to the, convince him to come back. Yeah, I still don't think it's it, going to happen. The thing
1: is, the, there's two reasons you come back. First reason is because you have unfinished business. You want to take care of everything. Possibly win a conference title. Possibly go to the playoffs. The other reason is to increase your draft value. When it comes to his draft value, I don't see it getting any higher than it is right now.
0: Well, there's one other reason. Why? The same reason Bruce Harrell didn't. uh, You know, he, he didn't want to play in the NFL. He wanted to go to law school. Yeah, so, but... I don't. I, Michael. Penick's I don't think Michael guy, guy, but I don't think he's that guy. <laughs> I don't think he's. I don't think he's thinking about law school. I don't I think know. so either. You know. No. But uh, no, it was good to see him. You know, uh, post game and another guy we were really happy to see. Boy, I'll tell you, Reggie Williams. He still got that aura around him. He still got that vibe and uh, seeing him and Cody together. I mean, it's just like two puppies who haven't seen each other in a couple of years yeah. and they finally get back and they just go crazy. But yeah. it was really, really good to see Reggie and he's got a 13-year-old that looks like a dude by the way. Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't see him on the sidelines, I just saw Reggie. Yeah, Reggie,
0: he's got, but... a, he got a 13-year-old son and I asked him what position he played, he looked at me like he's crazy. and I'm, Wide receiver. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Of course. You know, but uh, the other the only thing that really kind of surprised me today was um, garbage time. We didn't get to see Sam Hewart.
2: No. I mean, DeBoer talked about that. He just said that given how the, that pick happened with Westover, and then he wanted the, he wanted those guys to get back into a rhythm offensively, and that's where you had that 87-yard drive that took, what, six minutes, right. something yeah. like that. And as soon as that happens, you know, the coaches are just like, this, this clock is going like crazy. And they still got the ball back. But he goes, by that time, both teams had, had basically raised the white flags, and so, you want to get those guys some meaningful reps. You don't want to put in a guy like Sam just to literally hand yeah. it off. If you're going to do that, you might as well just keep Dylan Morris in. Well,
1: and here's the thing I think if Washington gets out to a lead and they start playing some backups next week, which I don't know if that's going to happen or not. but yeah, um, Doubtful. But, but yeah. I doubt it happens. But if they did, I could see them putting Sam in yeah. for the reps next week.
0: It's possible. Yeah. Wayne Talapapa, 11 carries for 107 yards. Cameron Davis, 12 carries for 59. Uh, Giles Jackson, two for 26, and Richard Newton ran hard, six carries for 21 yards. Michael Penix, 19 of 31. Is that a season low in pass attempts for Michael Penix? Yep. Yeah. Uh, 19 of 31 for 229, one touchdown, and... The other big number for Michael Penix, he was sacked zero times. Jalen McMillan was the big target today with 10 targets, eight receptions for 98 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Jalen Polk had four targets, three receptions for uh, 39. And uh, Romo Duns, was only targeted three times with two receptions for 17 yards. But lots of guys with receptions on there. Washington only punted one time. Leading tackler, nothing really jumped out on that, but uh, leading tackler was Alex Cook with six tackles. Anything jump out at you on the defensive side of the ball?
1: Uh, well, no, it's really just the sacks by uh, the Hines and, and Bandis, and then um, and then Alex Cook got my uh, defensive player of the night war- award. Uh, He just, he led the way with the tackles and everything like that, and I thought he was pretty solid. I thought he and Asa, Asa did have that nasty miss that that we talked about because he went high, but...
2: I'd say for the most part, the tackling improved a lot, but again, depending on what we're talking about with the opponent, Mm -hmm. does that make it easier to tackle them? I thought thought that they would probably try to stack the box a little bit more. We saw at the very, very first play of the game where they went jumbo, Mm. got a good play out of that... And then kind of went back to their, yeah. um, kind of their four three. And it, it's not like it hurt them at all. But I, I kind of expected maybe guys like Ale and, and some of those other guys
0: to, to play a little bit more than they actually
2: ended up doing.
0: Yeah, I know Washington fans, you know, are always complaining about tackling, but boy, that, uh, you know, touchdown run by Jalen McMillan. That shoulder that the other guy threw into Jalen, yeah, McMillan um, trying to tackle him—is that the worst tackle attempt you've seen in a while?
1: Uh, well, I saw some mm. bad ones last week, but <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, Jalen isn't this big burly guy, so to see him break a couple tackles was a little like eh, okay. Yeah,
0: the one guy—did you see the one guy just kind of tried to bump him to tackle him? Sure, didn't wrap his arms around. Him I just at think
1: all. Colorado's done. I just there's, think they're there's like,
2: plenty of guys on this team that do the exact same yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, Asa, they don't they Asa don't use their arms last week. Yeah, Asa they don't they don't use their week. arms at all and and who knows why. I know we're getting to the end of the season. Guys are banged up. Guys are are trying to get through any way they can, so sometimes the technique gets sloppy as a result. But like I said, I think generally speaking, I, whether the the opponent had anything to do with that, I thought the tackling generally was much much better. Much
0: better. Yeah. Is there anything really to take away from this game?
1: Yes. Washington knows how to put away a an opponent. Yeah. Um, they, that was one thing under Chris Peterson, I think, that we never felt that they did very well. And even under um, uh, uh, Steve Sarkeesian, they didn't do that very well either. But um, this team seems to know how to put the pedal uh, to the metal and not ease off until the game is way out of reach.
0: Could Colorado beat Kent State? No. I don't think no. so. Could they beat Portland State? Yes. I think they could. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just a really doable tough one.
1: but
2: debatable, which is in it, in it itself is a, it's I mean, a scary thought. Portis State was pretty
0: bad. Anything? Well,
2: I don't know about that. I mean, they—I don't remember no, they how they did. did how did they do in the Big Sky this year? They do something? No idea. I have no mm-hmm. idea. All right, they played a high school stadium, though. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? The other thing we should talk about, though, if we're talking about DeBoer, he made history today. He's the first Washington coach to win nine games in his first season. Beating Chris Peterson, who won
0: eight in 2014. I, I I can't remember, but I know we posted the coach's salary database. Is there a uh, it, did he reach any incentives yet? On I don't. I think th- I think
2: most of the incentives are either APR based for for academics or bowl games. Yeah. So if they if if they make like a, a New Year Six game, for instance, that probably bumps him up a little bit. If they win, that's going to bump up bump him up even more. But he's he's in line. And obviously, there's a lot of people out there that think that all those
1: guys are probably going to be in line for bonuses or, or raises anyway. By the way, so as the cl- clock is winding down and we're waiting for the elevator. By the way, I waited for eight minutes of clock. So what is that? Probably 16 to 20, 20 minutes, 20 minutes for the du- elevator. Yeah, usually double, right? Yeah, it was, it was bad. Anyway, we're, we're watching the game. You know what the over-under for that game was, tonight's game was? Well, 61 and a half. And what was it? It was a 60-point 60 60 game. Oh. sixty-point, 61. Oh, no, 60 sixty-one. point game. Oh, no, 61-point game. 61-point game. Dude, that is freaky. I'll tell you,
2: Vegas either gets the over-under or they get the spread.
1: Perfect. Perfect every time. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. In this case, it happens to be the Can you the imagine over-under? being someone who had the over and just going, Come on, Colorado, just get, in, just Whoa, get or, a field or, goal. Or
2: Washington. Washington's up 33 yeah. nothing at the half, and you're thinking, Well, they're, if they double that, I'm in. Mm and they and they could have i think there's a chance they could have maybe gotten to 60 points. Well, i mean they did they have the
1: turnover from Westover and
2: yeah. Right, but they did they had a couple drives that ended up with nothing in the second half. In fact, they had you know one drive obviously with the interception, the bounce off of Westover's pads. Um, they they gave up on downs at the one. I mean, yeah. they score on that at the one if Talapapa gets credit yeah. for the touchdown. We had some fans that thought but they actually they went made in and it scored.
1: They went in and scored when I get oh, it. on the ensuing I, I mean,
2: i get it, but if if they yeah. score then I mean, who knows knows? what happens. The other thing, Kim, real quick, I have to give a lot of credit to to Peyton Henry, as well as he's done with the game-winning field goals, back-to-back games against Oregon State and Oregon. He is now Washington's all-time leader in total points. Uh, Jeff Jaeger had that with 380 points uh, when he graduated (coughs) in 1986. So what is that? That's uh, 36 36 36 years in the making. Peyton Henry now has 382 points and... He broke the record when he kicked his field goal. A little bit of recruiting news tonight, Scott?
1: Uh, well, there's just quite a bit of recruits on no, the... the offer. Oh, the well. New offer. Yeah. Um, that we're, we're hearing rumors that um, there was an offer that was given out today, but the person told us not to say anything, didn't he? Until... No, I just don't think, I just don't,
2: I don't think, well, I mean, bottom line is it doesn't
1: matter. I mean, offers are coming. Okay. So and, for, and
2: they had, they had a lot of local okay. kids here.
1: So. Okay. Royce Cleland, uh, Cam Cleland's son was offered. Um, he's a lineman out of Jesuit.
2: Yeah, or it, sure, it sure sounds like he got offered. Yeah. We're pretty sure that we'll, he got We'll try offer, to confirm but that. But he was up
1: here on the sidelines. He was having fun. Is he a lineman or a tight end? Lineman. No, no question. Lineman. Okay. Six four two eighty. Yeah. Lineman.
2: Well, How big was Cam? And he's a twenty. Well, I mentioned he's a twenty twenty four kid, so he's still got two years left.
1: Yeah, he plays line. Cam was about that size, wasn't he? Two seventy. Maybe when he was in college. Well, I shouldn't say two years. Sorry, he's yeah. just, he's got a senior year to go. So wrap it up, Scott Eklund. Uh Good win. Good way to come off of a big win by uh, over Oregon and stay focused and get it over, I mean, it could have easily been a bad situation where they were looking ahead to Wazoo. They didn't do that, they took care of business. This game, we said it during the week, is more was more about Washington than it was Colorado. <coughs> if Washington came in and took care of business, this shouldn't have been a close game. They did that and it wasn't a close game. So, um, now we're on to Apple Cup, it's gonna be fun. We're only gonna have two days of media stuff, we just found out tonight. So, uh, we'll get you as much as we can and then, uh, Wednesday and Thursday are kind of kind of be uh, <laughs> kind of quiet. Turkey, turkey time. So, yeah, and then Friday probably a little quiet too, but then Saturday is going to be full bore. And I guess hopefully we'll find out soon uh, what time the game is going to be.
0: Uh, Chris Fedders, wrap it
1: up.
2: Yeah, same thing with Scott. I, I think that um, Kaelin DeBoer and the staff are getting a crash course on Apple Cup 101 here right now. Just like the Oregon game, I think they found out pretty quickly just how – Uh, much that means to to Husky Nation and to the alumni and to the players. And especially with the way the Apple Cup was lost last year. I think that really rubbed a lot of the players, current players in this team, the wrong way. They certainly want to finish that off the right way. They want to correct that wrong. And so I think this is going to be a hell of a game because Washington State went down and beat uh, Arizona today in a game that, Arizona quarterback Jaden Delora, the Washington State quarterback, said was personal. And uh, Washington State went down there and took it personal, I guess, and beat them pretty well. So um, Washington State's playing at a high level right now. Obviously, Washington's playing at a high level. Both teams are playing with a lot of momentum and a lot of confidence. So it's just it's gonna be a shootout. I think it's gonna be a hell of a game. And when I mean shootout, I don't necessarily mean high scoring game. I just mean a really competitive game from start to finish. I think that's the classic game where a, a turnover or a sudden change play, something like that, could end up spelling the difference.
0: We have media Monday, we have media Tuesday, we have basketball Wednesday, we have basketball on Thursday. Okay. So yeah. Well,
2: why are you looking at Scott when you're yeah. saying that? Because he, he said you know. it was going to be slow. There's
0: always, For, are for always the football s- side, and
1: that's all that really matters.
0: Yeah, so. and then uh, we still don't have a start time for the Apple Cup, so we'll see what happens. Uh, really happy to see Cody and Reggie on the sidelines just uh, – You know, uh, Reggie's just got so much energy, so it's just crazy seeing it, uh, Reggie. And then, like I said, not a lot to take. I I just really – I feel bad, and I've never said that. I feel bad for what's going on in Colorado. They deserve better than that. But at
2: the same time, how good must you feel for guys like Jackson Kirkland, Peyton Henry, Alex Cook, Henry Bainavalu, you know, all these guys that suffered through 4-8 and last year. A guy like Henry Bainavalu didn't even know if he was going to be able to come back because of injury and his knee. He comes back. Has a great year. So many great stories uh, of the seniors and the guys that came in. Um, even guys like Chris Moll, um, you know, Cam Bright, Jordan Perryman, guys that that have persevered, whether it's through injury or just through uh, trying to figure out what to do offensively, and defensively. They've done a fantastic job. So I think hats off to all those seniors and all those grad guys that uh, came in and, and did a
0: huge job and were a big part of this. 9-2 team right now. Well, I'll tell you right now. I saw Jackson Kirkland on the field right after the game. I won't tell you what he said, but just trust me. He flushed this game. He's ready for Wazoo. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, like they, I said, I, I mean, if they said, we're stopping the game, we're going to go to the Apple Cup, we're going to play, Jackson Kirkland's the first guy on the plane. So yeah, nice well, and nice
2: that's guy. why Caitlin DeBoer was asked questions about it yeah. right off the bat. No one really even wanted to talk about the Colorado yeah. game.
0: Yeah. So for all of us at dogman.com, I'm Kim Grenault, along with Chris Fetters and Scott Eklund. Go Dogs.